What's up, you and Tini? Welcome back to the AJC. Victory Monday is here upon us. Big, we'll big win for Juventus mm-hmm. getting the job done. And hey, uh, we'll take the points. We'll take the points. But of course, we've got a lot to talk about in terms of the performance and everything. Say what's up to everybody here. I got Anthony with me, ready to cover this one. Jace KP coming in here. Shatterstar saying, Ciao, Berto, I'll take the win, but we still are toothless in attack. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, Talson, well, big talking. three points. Let's fucking go. Absolutely. Let's go. Big three points at the end of the day. That's what we'll take. But mm-hmm. of course, there's always more than just uh, the results to talk about nice. and some stories in the aftermath. We got some news today as well. And so. Real quick, obviously, look at Delhi looking for his extension to get uh, finalized to 2028. Mm-hmm. We've got Rodrigo De Paul again linked with Juventus. Uh, Lex and FC the is headline saying that. he is a concrete option. We'll take a look at mm-hmm. that after we recap the match and whatnot. Outside of that, of as far as news goes, no, pretty light, but there's a lot to tackle about this game yesterday and a lot of fe- like mixed feelings and whatnot because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Juventus is seven points higher than we were at this point last season, which is a positive. There are some positives in there, but we're going to break down this game. And I had uh, the pleasure of joining uh, my friends at the JOFC Vancouver at the Mm -hmm. Sharks Club there. And I got to say a huge thanks to the group there. Pietro, the president, wasn't uh, able to attend because James was getting married. Again, congratulations to uh, my man, James. And uh, Silvio was fantastic. I finally met uh, our friend Reno from Calcio with Reno and uh, Max, uh, meeting him Mm -hmm. for the first time. Just a great, great group of people. I thank you uh, for your hospitality. I had a blast. We'll do it again. Now, the game. We got our lineups. We all were saying the same thing. We could use a little bit of creativity in there. Sure. Okay. We were having the same feeling. We'll get to it. It was mm-hmm. Chesney, Gatti, Bremer, Rugani. We'll talk about Rugani after. 100% uh, we're going to talk about Rugani. <laughs> McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, Keen, and Milik up top. Okay? Mm-hmm. So everybody was feeling kind of the same way. We got to get this. Uh, like, where's the creativity going to come from? I said, well, I'd expect it's probably going to weigh heavily on Wea in that game. Uh, Kostic. Uh, McKenny would probably have to uh, push forward and help. I Let's called out Milik before, before the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into this. Yes, sir. Game starts off. We had a good chance, probably six to eight minutes, I believe it was. I didn't get the exact time on it because for whatever reason, they didn't put in the highlights. Probably because this shot was smashed into Big Mac. Uh, right into his chest from way oh. on a nice low cross that was coming mm-hmm. right across the top of the area. And uh, I that one looked like it was going to be trouble. It could have I been uh, goalwards. I don't think Marante would have stopped it if it was on target, nope. but it was elevating, so it would have been hard to determine whether or not that was going. But it looked like a really good uh, chance. He would have saved that, it. Uh, ripped off Big Mac there. And he felt it, and uh, at least that gave me some... Uh, Good feelings, at least, that he felt mm-hmm. that one for blocking it. Uh, but nonetheless, get to the 14th minute. Leal. Leal's just, uh, you know, 
He's a problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he yeah, really, really is. What did we say in the pregame? Do not let Pulisic or Leao run at you. Get mm-hmm. a hand on them at all time. Like tug the tug the shirt a bit. Like just give him the business. Like don't let him run at you. If you let him do that, he it's gonna be a nightmare in trouble. And it was. And 14th minute, he gets a cross in here. Giroud did incredible on this one. Because the pass is kind of behind him. Nice mm-hmm. touch ahead. Rugani's all over him. Like Rugani's right Draped there with him. him. Step for mm-hmm. step. Slides down. The shot goes under him. A tech fingernail. This is a massive, massive save. Caught it. Okay? Caught it with that one right there. Absolutely massive, massive save here from tech. Mm-hmm. If that goes in, uh, like we know what the story is on Juve when we go a goal behind. So I can't. You want the numbers? Okay, let's refresh everybody's memory. You keep going. I'll get those numbers for you. This is, for that reason alone, this save is even amplified. It's already a fantastic stop from Tech. To see this through Rugani, okay, going through his legs, and then to get down that quick because he was in tight. Massive, massive save for Tech. And this is kind of the funny thing about Tech is because he'll make something like this and then randomly one game, he'll just, uh, you know, let Napapara go. But So and- last season, last season when we went down one nothing, we were 1-5-15. and 15. Yeah. One win, five draws, 15 losses. This year, I yeah. think we're already 0 for 1 when we, when we go down one nothing. Yeah. And, I think it was uh, a Sassuolo just- game. It's a trend that we don't want to find out about. So massive, massive stop from Tech there. Huge, huge. 23rd minute. Uh, minute. Milik gets a free kick that hits the wall. Kostic follows it up, strikes one. But Mirante didn't oh, really, he wasn't really sure if that one was going wide or not. Uh, 33rd minute. We get through with Rabio running behind the defense, but his shot mm-hmm. always going wide there to uh, the back shot post. Shot cross. There. 40th minute. And this, Shot. like, I was saying leading up to this, while there was frustrations with Keane in terms of ball control, the guy was all alone anytime he got the ball. Anytime him and Milik got the ball, it was like they were alone, and they had to deal with, like, three, sometimes four Milan players. So it's like I wasn't so much frustrated with them per se, and I actually thought that Keane was moving really, really well and doing some good things. 40th minute, turns Chow, like, wonderfully – and uh, gets hauled down, instant red, uh, ref all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, Larbitro Nick uh, hammering this one. This this ref, we talked about him. And one of my uh, side bets on the game was uh, minimum five cards in this game. We finished with six, one of them being a red card. There you go. And um, Nick said, overall thoughts on Mariani. Overall, a well-controlled match, especially considering the mm-hmm. only card in the first half was a red card. Some harsh but supportable yellows on Wayne Locatelli were likely to compensate for the red. Uh, Gatti was fortunate to not get booked earlier for persistent infringement with all the fouls on Leal. Mm-hmm. First off, what do you think about... What does everybody think about that assessment on the ref? Like, I actually thought he was fine. I, I thought, he like... Wasn't, he wasn't part of the story. Yeah, he, he wasn't a part of it. The red was spot on. It was uh, mm-hmm. perfect. We'll get to the explanation there for anybody that thought, because there were, obviously, there was going to be arguments from the other side and whatnot. But uh, that's I didn't a straight, see very many. Was that's there? a straight, easy red. So 
with uh, Nick, it's real clear cut. There are four things you look for, all to be met for red card. Direction, Keane was moving towards goal. Uh, defenders, there's no other defender that can intervene there. He gets around, it's him and Mirante. Uh, the distance to the goal, 25 meters, certainly close enough that he had a chance on goal. And then the distance to the ball, he was definitely getting to that ball. He's right around mm -hmm. him, his stop short there would have been perfect. So it's all uh, clear there. Uh, for denial of goal-scoring opportunity and correctly shown the red card. Now, we got to talk about this as we get into uh, the second half. We did get uh, a great opportunity after this Rabio setting up Keane. I have no idea how that doesn't go in the net. No idea. And I feel for him because I thought he was doing good and moving well and creating some problems, and that's got to get in the back of the net. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, right, Andrew? My thing is, he yes, he did a lot of good work. That's your job. Your job is to put that in the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of pauses, but at the end of the day, he's got to put that in the back of the net. He's got he's got to put it in the back of the net. Apex coming in here, number 39, load away. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Kostic. Zero crosses, all aimed oh, to Calabria. Kostic. Yeah. Galabria would have um, looked like he went into a match with Ric Flair getting knife yep. edge chopped to the chest. Well, a lot of them were low and stuff. But, like, I saw that tweet from uh, David uh, Davide there, and I was laughing my ass off. It was hilarious. Was it with the uh, white shark? The ref great was white 10 shark? out of 10. Man. Yeah. So, this first half for me, until that red card, still not enough from Juve. And we said it going into close. the game. Like, that midfield that Milan was playing, there's absolutely no reason we should be surrendering so much to them, okay? In retrospect, another thing we talked about, not letting Leao run at you, and there was a couple instances where Gatti was trying to get in tight. He still got turned by Leao. So Leao's just a problem, okay? He is a problem. Yeah. But like, I, I'm not going to... Man, a lot of people want to dump on Gatti, but... It, Again, I don't watch a lot of other teams play, so I don't watch a lot of Leal, but I, you know, you hear the hype about this guy. He is a very good player. Like he is, he is a handful. Just his speed alone, not to mention, not, not even getting the skill, like the way he was turning Gatti here and there, but that guy's a problem. And for the most part, I thought Gatti did okay, considering he wasn't red carded in that game because he, he was fouling him all over the field. Gatti, McKenney. Wea, they were all trying their best. Like Gatti, it's hard to rip on them for Leal mm -hmm. that's been doing this to other defenders all around the league. Like mm -hmm. it's just it is what it is. Like the guy saw it. You and like I said, what's your best strategy? Getting in tight, little tug, little bit of the business. Gatti tried that a couple times and it wasn't looking so good. So it was like, okay, at one point do you just back off and try to contain at least? And that's what we tried to do. And for the most part. Everything else was covered very well. Outside of that Giroud opportunity, they were going to get a couple opportunities at back post, but Rugani ended up clearing those. So that was at the end hit. of the day, Milan didn't get a whole lot outside of that um, Giroud opportunity early on. Then, of course, this red card changes things up. Pulisic has to be sacrificed so they can get another defender on. Uh, he was, uh, was visibly frustrated, move. and rightfully so, because he's getting taken mm -hmm. out for nothing on his own doing. That was a big, big boost to Juve. And again, this is our feelings, I think, going out of halftime. We get that great opportunity for Keane. Should go one up. But that first half could have easily been 1-1. One, one. 
because if that Giroud opportunity goes in, Keane's got to bury that. But we need so much more in terms of our play. And we're 10, we're uh, 11 v 10 now going in the second half. You got to take advantage, have to take advantage, come out, foot on the gas and get the job done. See this one through. It's were you still... expecting were you expecting changes at halftime? For Juve? No, not really. Mm, not was. right at half, but I was like, man, the second you can get Chiesa in, let's see this game across the finish line. You know? Mm-hmm. Even Vlaovic, whatever. Like the second you can get some killers in there, let let's do it, right? When did Vlaovic come in? This fifty sixtieth, somewhere around there? Um, I'm just pulling it up right now. So Vlaovic came in at um, 58. the 56th minute. Cambiasso okay. also came in in the 56th minute. I love those substitutions. Completely Cambiasso, changed that side. Yeah. And Kostic, again, it's very, very frustrating from Kostic uh, in terms of just immediate crossing and not reading plays uh, or even getting it by the first guy but regardless there was a couple there there was a couple there in the first half where i think it was rabio was with him on the side in the corner and like rabio did the overlap played it yeah. back to cossage and his his first touch was to, to switch it over it's like yeah like play it we, back out and I just, we get in here a really, second half really frustrating and again it's a lot of just not very convincing from Juve, even with the man up. But in the 63rd minute, we're building the ball around. Weah had actually started moving freely with the extra mm-hmm. man. Left side, right side. And uh, he finds the left side, slots it over to Locatelli. Locatelli's thinking hit immediately. And, yeah, start firing. And I actually like that about Loka in the second half because he was ready to fire from everywhere if he had a line of sight on goal. He hits mm-hmm. this one. It hits, I believe it was Krunic. And deflects. Mirante's already diving out of the way. Get in there, okay? Seven years to the day, almost to the minute of when he scored mm-hmm. against Juventus. He scores against Milan. And uh, you could see what it means to him. He needed a goal in a bad way uh, as it's been a long time just in general for him in scoring. Love to see it. Lost our minds there. And again, just don't let up. Don't let up because Milan, and this is what was frustrating, still looked... Like they could find one, even when we were one. An ugly one. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I put it in the group chat. I'm like, this has one one written all over it. But credit to Locatelli ripping it from that distance. That was our first shot on goal in the 60th minute. Yeah, and that symbolizes something. And here we go with JSKP saying, well, you know, with all due respect for Milan, if we test a third Milan goalie first time at 60 minutes, something's wrong. Not just Everybody saw Milan's coming. third keep, just. Testing a team, in period, in general, mm-hmm. for the 60th minute, something is not going correctly, okay? Um, but here we go. We finish up. We get a few opportunities here. For the most part, we shut down Milan, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some moments where they could have countered us, and Leal was running at the center of defense there, and we it took some interventions there. Um 85th minute, uh, Vlaovic forces a stop from uh, Mirante, a good stop there from Miretti actually doing pressure. When Miretti came in, he looked good again, and he was applying a lot of pressure, was winning the ball. This one gets stopped on Vlaovic, and then in the 91st minute, Cambiasso, a shot from the top right, rebound, and Vlaovic gets absolutely stonewalled from Mirante. Take everything in the net, Vlaovic. Take the keeper in. Take whatever. Just chip it. Do whatever you got to do. That's yeah, got to go in the back just to see. He went it. with but he, okay. he went with power there. 
a, oh, I think yeah. a lot of people were saying he should just like kind of a little, but when a you're running at full there. speed when you're running at full speed you like to your point you want to put him the ball the net and the defender through the net into the stands i get it but yeah but probably still finish that one just you can hammer it like that but up yeah. that guy's not jumping up off the ground he's just gonna come literally across but credit where credit's it's due. a Medente. bang bang play super fast speed it's good it's safe it was at still the a, end of the really day from the it didn't cause us problems one mm-hmm. nil juventus and uh this didn't end up with unless you had it on your bingo card the jacket toss the tie toss uh max stupid. going mad max and what's your reaction to this so stupid like what are we doing here like what it, it i put it, i put it on tw- on twitter he looks so childish like what are we doing here like keep that stuff in the change room like what i know it was funny like 12 years ago but it's embarrassing like, did what are you, you doing? see the photos of the players reactions on the bench yes i did like yeah it's it's a little bit much now i was on watching it i'm thinking why are you losing it like that like i go there he had a point he his point was if you want to get into what his point was we weren't go ahead the guys were spending too much time on the ball and it was going to give them an opportunity for a counter okay but when i'm watching it i'm like it's not necessarily that so much as something that has happened every single time your team has tried to manage a game for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember during your second tenure. And that's and, and to be fair, not just him, Pirlo, Sari as well. Every time this team tries to manage a game, okay, they fucking stop moving their legs. Mm-hmm. And they want to just stand still in one spot. Eventually gets to a player that has no options and has to dribble. And then Max freaking loses it because they're holding on to the ball too long. Well... You got to sort that out long before it gets to a game like this against Milan. And dude, this is not the first time this has happened. And that's why I kind of get frustrated because it's like, what on earth? Like, stop losing it and start fucking fixing it. Yeah. Like, enough's enough. <coughs> and like, if how's these guys kid, can't like... figure it out, I fail to believe that these guys can't fucking figure that out. But you have two, you have two teenagers on the field, right? Who are yeah. like Houston? Houston came in. Well, well, yeah. Cold as ice. Like, what? What is he supposed to take from that? Medetti came in playing well. I think he was getting upset that Medetti wasn't holding the ball. Like, what are we doing here? He was also, you know, kind of getting upset that, like, I, I believe it was like McKenny was going in deep and trying to threw a couple crosses too, and that kind of got him firing into. It's like they're looking for the second to seal it, whatnot um but like i don't know man like i'm not really upset i'm more upset like if we're in game management time we start getting plugged back all the way to tech because Mm -hmm. then a turnover and they're gonna come at us and leal was looking dangerous all game i'm more upset okay with the fact that we did little at even strength against this milan side with a Mm -hmm. midfield that i don't find impressive whatsoever their midfield in that game that's what frustrates me more is that we still, for the most part, don't look to have an understanding in the attack or how to hurt teams. And we went in there and we were shelled up. And that's, for me, more frustrating because you're not going to bank on a red card 
every time you play these top mm-hmm. teams. And at the end of the day, you, you got to get the job done against these guys too in the big ones. But these other ones, these other matches, like we were talking about last year, and we'll get into it, how we feel about the run and everything. But for me, it was largely still a frustrating game. Very happy for the win, but not necessarily happy with our performance per se. The best way to sum it up was this, and I have to use a proper terminology here, but that game was essentially a meme, two idiots fighting. That's what that game was. It was yeah. two idiots fighting between in the middle third, between the 18-yard boxes. Yeah. I, I, need, I need much, much more. I need much, much more from uh, Juve, to be honest. Um, and even mm-hmm. when we were up a man, Milan was still controlling like sections of the the play and and I'm like guys what are we and low we were so low on pressure on the ball and it's like they're one man down and pressuring the ball quicker and better than Juve is like and I'm sorry that like to bring it down because we're happy for the win victory Monday and it we have we're happy for the win everybody ecstatic for the win it's fantastic but if we start talking about this team and wanting more than just top four, and this conversation came up a lot yesterday, okay? Mm-hmm. But and, and we're going to get into it, and it's about Juve and where we finish and where, what our thoughts are. But real quick, we do have to get to the official fan club sponsored man of the match for this mm-hmm. game. Tough, tough pick, I thought. Like, just not necessarily because there were so many involved, but, like, just tough in general to really hammer down one when my with my feelings on the game but i have narrowed it down to probably two and we're gonna kick things off with ant and his man of the match in this one honorable mentions tech had to make one save you know that was a big save but he's an honorable mention rugani i don't know if we're gonna get into that now but there was a stat that came up uh, after the game from the kickist.it when he starts from the first minute uh in the past two seasons Juve have only conceded one goal in eight league games when Rugani starts. I think the Rugani hate can stop for now, for a little bit. Well, who's still hating him? He's been solid for a couple of years now. Stop hating on the guy. Man of the match, uh, I'll go with Lucatelli because he put the ball in the back of the net. He finally shot. The first guy to shoot on on goal got my man of the match. I'm going to say this. I was actually very, very pissed off with Locatelli, especially leading up to that goal. He was just holding the ball for so long and felt mm-hmm. like no pressure on him and was luckily a lot of them ended up in fouls for Milan, but it's like, man, where's your sense of urgency? Where are you like and I f- and he wasn't the only one guilty of it. But uh I actually and I ca- what did I say at the start of the match? The guy that was gonna get the armband was gonna have to have a game. And actually mm-hmm. lead because I want our captains to lead on the pitch. I thought Rabio had a good game, a very very solid game. I was mm-hmm. happy with him. I thought he was in the mix. I actually thought Wea, Wea for our lack of creativity and lack of everything. I actually thought had a good game. Was making good reads. Was moving the ball good. It was his ball that was uh, set to mm-hmm. uh, Keen, in which he dummied and whatnot. Thought it was. And he took a he took a two. huge shot from uh, Florenzi on that pass too. Yeah. If I had to pick two, and this is a tough game to pick a man of the match, really, I'd probably say it's between uh, Wea and Rabio for myself. Um, and Fair if enough. I had to give the edge to one of them, probably Rabio, just in what I saw from him in that game. He set Fair up enough. a lot of our few opportunities 
Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the middle of and making good runs beyond Kostic, giving him options up that flank. So I'll give it to Rabio. Um, Altuve saying Rugani, Wea, Locatelli, Rabio for Pick man one. of the match. There you go. We can even split it evenly across all. Sure. Of them. Now we were talking about um, the discussion that came up a lot yesterday in terms of just Juventus in general and how we feel about this title run. And can we do this? Mm-hmm. Is there enough there for Juventus? And we were looking at this game yesterday, and I just say, this is the game that gives me the doubts. Because it's like, I'm still not seeing enough. Like, we're can we can we shithouse our way to a title? Because that's a shithouse game. It is mm-hmm. what I called a greasy, uh, <laughs> greasy smash and grab uh, tight affair that we come out victorious. I was calling 2-1, but it ended up being 1-0. But is there enough there? Are we actually evolving? Are we growing? Like, is there enough there to get the job done and see this over the finish line? Ant, where are you at on a confidence level? How do you feel about this team and making that run? I just wanted to check the schedule real quick when we were playing Sassuolo. Who did we start in that game? I wanted to see our lineup because... I'll tell you this right now. Yeah. My... My initial reaction was some fans yesterday were nervous about top four. I have zero nerves about reaching top four. Love to hear from the chat here on this one. Like, is anybody actually thinking we won't get top four? Because I have no fear whether or not Juve is going to be top four. But if we're talking about a title run and actually getting in there, I, I don't know yet. I just, I don't know yet. Now, these big ones aren't going to be the ones that always decided it's more making sure you take care of the sure pointers the ones that have to be victories you know next game's up against verona for juventus that has to be three points right it's those ones you can't slip up on the banana peels and i don't know if we're going to be good enough yeah so for the top four like so fiorentina is currently sitting in fourth they're 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 slowly becoming the clown show that was Atalanta, so they'll fall off. Sorry, Lex. I know you got something for that team, but they'll they'll fall off. And then Napoli will take their spot in in the top four. So we're six points clear right now of seven. So being out outside of Europe, I just see the top four sort of finding the water finding its level, uh, which is starting to do. I I don't see. The title run, we can put a lot of questions in. Like, we didn't look fantastic yesterday. Inter looks good. Inter's firing. Napoli had a slip up. Like you said, Napoli's had their banana peel games. How many more they're going to have, I'm not sure. Milan, this is a one-off. They have half their roster injured. So, good on Juve for getting the points away from home when we could. Yeah. But this is a good point. There's a lot of good points coming in here. So, this is the first one. And we... I do believe we can be in that mix still yes. by the time January 1st rolls around. The Mercado opens January 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need a good signing. We get the right signing. That can change things a lot. Uh, Dell's another good point. Title might be a stretch, but Max does have an uncanny ability to get three points without deserving it. So maybe. maybe. We also have the uncanny ability of absolutely shithousing our way to zero points when we should be getting three <laughs> We're definitely getting top four. I still don't see us winning this one. You never know, though. Um, Alex Juve saying the Inter game, late November, the 26th, I believe, will be a true metric to see if we can tackle 
that's good at all. But top and that's four. That's the first game. That's the first game back from an international break, right? Yeah. We talked. But about everybody's yesterday. feeling um, top four is you know, like I'm not worried about top four. There's still some fans uh, yesterday at uh, the watch party that were feeling like maybe top four is not a certainty. I don't feel that way. Um, but yeah, case on the field. Samardzic and Sancho. Hey, I Samardzic. I'm all for. Um, Sancho, I'll take it, but I'm not big on that move. But I do believe a midfielder and a forward is what we get. So some mixed feelings on Juve and being able to cross that finish line come season's end. But the way things are setting up, I think it's going to be tight till the end. And I think we'll be in around there. Could we be setting ourselves up for the second coming of the Cinque Maggio? Maybe, everybody. Maybe. Now, in terms of other performances, Hoysen. This kid, he, and the first thing I said as Max there at the watch party, he's like, who, who is this? Like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like he's, and I'm like, well, he's an 18 year old. That's like highly touted. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of interested teams in him. And obviously he's with Juve. They signed him to an extension right away. And uh, I said, he's just, I go, the one thing I could say about him, and I don't know how he's going to react here is it's his debut and it's Milan and we're one nil up. But the one thing that always stands out to me is when you watch him, he doesn't play like an 18-year-old. I said he's very mm-hmm. poised. He's poised well beyond his years already. And he yep. goes, oh, that's interesting. I go, take that for what it is, but just I'll be interested to see what you what you see and how you take him. Man, it, exactly that. He was poised. He was poised. Yeah. He kept it simple. Poise is a kid who goes up to his prom date's door and not shit himself when uh, when his prom date comes out in a miniskirt. This kid has ice water through his veins, man. This kid is unbelievable. You know what I mean? And Romeo Gresti was talking about him on this show last year because you were saying, who are some of the, I think it was last summer, you're saying, yeah. who are some of the prospects, or even Mirko was saying it, and they're both saying, this is the this is the next kid who's going to be the starter coming out of next gen in the primavera in the, in the first team. Now, Yildiz beat him a little bit, but like long term, Hoyson's a guy. He's hopefully they sign him to another extension. He's going to be here a long long time. Yeah. And uh I will say this Doesn't like panic. It, like it, yeah, it, it's just it's keeping it simple, but it's also the just the little things too and it's like uh that mm-hmm. that uh barge on the shield on the sideline giving the guy the business. Beautiful. Beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. and it's taken all those opportunities and he did and he let everybody know when he was around he got squared up uh one time out on the sideline and he just like the low socks are what the get low me. socks so that's what i was gonna say too yes <laughs> the low socks when the when the camera pans in on this kid and he's squaring up on uh the player out on the flank there and i'm like it looks like you're going to have to run around a house because it makes his legs look that much longer. He's already yes. like got a pretty tall build, long build. Six um, four, I think, or man, this six, kid's three, he's four. still going to grow. He's 18. Like He's going to be an absolute uh, beauty. One definitely that we're going to enjoy watching, but that's the a solid debut. Best. He showed us, uh, he showed us uh, quite a bit. And the low socks mm-hmm. make his legs look like a mile <laughs> long. So I just, I love that. Locatelli, we got to talk about uh, Locatelli, obviously set to get a contract extension. We see him breaking down uh, at the end of the game. And, God, I, you know, I don't like seeing that in these moments because it's just, at the end of the day, a game against uh, a rival and whatnot. But uh, he's taken a lot of criticism and stuff like that. I don't really know the exact things. And we got to take everything with a grain of salt, even what he's talking about afterwards. But Max even alluded to it. 
how much criticism he takes and how much he bears because of his desire to be, he wants to be a key figure at Juve. And I think he knows that he's mm-hmm. capable of more and hasn't been able to bring it consistency. I think that he breaks down because he feels that some of that criticism is warranted. That's just kind of how I see it. At the end of the day, though, I believe Loka can do it. And this ties in our conversation yesterday when we were saying, who takes the captain's armband? Who do you believe should take the captain's armband and whatnot? And I said, we kind of had our doubts about Rabio, but I said he's got to show it in this game if he's going to get it. Because for me... Did he show it? Kinda, kinda. But I did have him as a man of the match. I thought he did his job and a little bit more pretty good yesterday. So I was okay, okay with it. Locatelli, I said yesterday, I don't think he's there yet because you don't get the consistency and you don't get enough influence from Loka. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you agree with that? What do you what do you think? Do you How think you uh, I saw some people put on Twitter there yesterday on the can we still call it Twitter Twitter? Are we allowed to? I can, yes. I still call it Twitter. Yeah, okay. So, uh, like we're Mesh has we're a good question X-ing. here. Like, what's X? Like, X yeah. sucks. Sound like OnlyFans. So, maybe we want to save Mesh's question here for uh, Storm the Barn at the bottom here. Um, yeah, so look at Telly. Somebody was put on Twitter. It was very interesting. He, based on our, our inability to play to the back when the other team presses our defenseman, forces him further back towards the defense. To have to collect, he's almost playing like another center back. Um, that could be affecting his play. I really want to see him to your point in that with the two man pivot. I really want to see that with someone right beside him. We haven't seen it when we have seen it. We saw it in uh, spurts. I think it was the beginning of last season when we saw it. He looked great. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crucify the guy for uh, you know saying don't extend him. I think because he's only 26. Like he's not, it's not like he's 32. Like we still got a long way to go. Uh, fully has the capability to become a captain of this team. Yeah, he has a capability. I he just, has the capability. And like I said, I just don't think he's there yet. And it shows. I agree with that. The leadership thing around. Hey, there came a time where this roster, you could pick probably almost a starting 11 of guys that were worthy of captains. We come a long mm-hmm. way. We got to get back. We got to get Quite back. the opposite now. Old Heart Rossonero in here. Good games for yesterday. I'll see you in Torino. Season is still very long. Any Milan long, player yes. impressed you yesterday? To be honest, Leal. yeah, the same that we, uh, the same that uh, always impressed. Uh, Leal. I think Tamori is a great, great back. Like I, I thought taking Pulisic off was a was a mistake. So to Milan side, it'll be interesting to see uh, the Juventus thoughts in the chat. So you've got to make up for uh, Chow getting sent off there. What do you do if you don't pull Pulisic? No idea. That's you're the expert. I'm just saying that guy's a, <laughs> he was already a problem. He was he was pinned us deep on that side. I just yeah. Uh, it's tough because they like Giroud and a target man up top there. He wants to Pioli wanted to keep a target at least up mm-hmm. there, right? Um, it may be, to your point, get a little more versatility, but you lose you lose targets unless it only solely becomes Leal there, in which he was still doing from the flank. He just wasn't a target right up at the top. But Pulisic, uh, I said, was going to be... Pulisic and Leal were going to be problems. They can attack you from both flanks. You can't let either one of them run at you, right? There was a Frankly, lot of Leal was uh, criticisms. A up until like the, Leal was a problem up until the 85th minute. 80th oh, yeah. Minute. Like he, was, he was showing flashes. Like, you can't... 
You can't leave him alone for a minute. No, you absolutely can't. You absolutely can't. Now, we were talking about um, Hoysen here, and Animesh comes mm-hmm. in. You guys can firestorm the barn questions whenever you want, everybody. Fire away. Start it now. And we got to talk about this, but we're also going to talk about another defender too, and that's uh, Rugani. But first off, does Hoysen start another match before Danilo comes back in a few weeks? No. No. Uh, just simply because... Oh. I got to see who we play. So Gatti, Rugani, and Bremer were fine. They were fine back there. We get to this uh, that was brought up yesterday in the AJC Army members chat, all right? And it was uh, Tony Trim saying that we need to get this kid way more minutes and get him developed into a starter or whatnot. And I disagreed for the fact that we're only in one competition all the points are critical. I'm not saying he's going to cost us points by any means, but we're fine getting cameos. And the more comfortable he gets in cameos, and don't forget he could still play next-gen and still has been playing next-gen. The cameos that he gets in with us are still great. And if we proceed and start to get him more minutes and say those those cameos start to become, well, 73rd minute, 70th minute, whatever, I think it's still good. We're still on a good schedule for Dean Hoyson. Um, some starts, mm-hmm. I would be ecstatic to see him start a game. But I don't think it's like a must, like a necessity for us to do this. And this is also a credit to Rugani. And I'm going to shift the question to, do we need to maybe start looking at Rugani starting more games and potentially even when Danilo is back? When do you start giving Rugani his due over the past couple of years? Does Rugani have to start getting into more you games? Can, you can make the argument. You can make that argument, but Danilo's the captain of his team. Like he's, he, his consistency. He, I'd say he's his consistency over the past two seasons has earned him a starting role. You can if I I'll be happy to watch people throw monkey shit at each other over Gatti versus Rogani. Those two are one A one B for me. Here we go with this, and uh, this is my take on it. While I agree, uh, Danilo should be in because of his consistency, um, and that's a big thing. And one of the things I said about captaincy is you have to do it on the pitch. I know that mm-hmm. people want and expect way better in terms of quality. However, consistently giving the effort required 120% and for the most part, his performances are good at the back. Mm -hmm. And I said, I think we would, and I said, I think we would appreciate Danilo seeing him out for this stretch. And I don't think we're necessarily feeling it all of a sudden so far. I don't think we're feeling it as much as I would anticipate, but it's still we still gotta wait until the Cagliari match for him, potentially the, the inter match. And twenty days, right? So that's quite a while. It puts it to Cagliari, but if he can't get into the Cagliari match, there's international break right there. And then it would become the inter match for Danilo's the, potential the, return. If we get full points against Verona and Fiorentina. I don't see him playing the Cagliari. I could maybe on the I, on the bench and getting a cameo at the end, but there's no, there would be no rush. There's there's but, none of these games. Maybe the Fiorentina match, but but what I'm there's get nothing into in these here, games to rush him back. What I want to get into here is though that maybe we need to be rotating more, regardless of playing one competition. 
And I'm going to say this, looking at guys like Timothy Weah, looking at guys like Cambiasso and Kostic and what's going on there on the left side. Ealing Jr., I've completely written off at this point. I don't know what it is. I don't expect to see him a single minute until he's probably shipped out in January. And I have no explanations for it, okay? No but, clue. Um, Based on these guys coming in and then it was like, okay, nobody's really grabbing the bull by the horn, so to speak, on these sides, especially the left side between Kostic and Cambiasso. Then Cambiasso comes in yesterday, looked like the Cambiasso at the start of the season that we wanted to see. So rotate him in. Rugani, the fact that he has been solid every time called upon for a couple of years now, rotate him in. Rotate mm -hmm. him in. There's no harm in getting some rotation in. I know that some people get fired up when they don't see certain names on the starting uh, roster. But, man, Ruchi. keep these guys fresh. Keep the rotation up. Keep the battle up for uh, the starting roles. And we'll be fine. But one of our main things still is the creativity. The link up between these guys. Yesterday when these players came in, Miretti, Vlaovic, Cambiasso, Chiesa, there was a big shift. There was a mm -hmm. big shift, and you would expect that big shift. That's a positive. That's a positive that we can hang on to, saying that when these guys are in, we should be able to take care of business, okay? Should At be. least get test a keeper before the 60th minute, okay? That's so we should problem. be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I still have questions in the middle of the pitch. McKenny in the middle of the pitch. What is everybody's thoughts? What are everybody's thoughts on McKenny in the middle of the pitch? Didn't hurt us yesterday, but to your point, not creating as much as if. Again, he he is an aerial problem when he's in the box, but he wasn't getting those positions. Great throw-ins. His throw-ins are basically another corner kick. Okay, good. That's another positive. But in terms of creating around the area and getting the ball to Vlaovic's feet or the striker's feet, that's two games in a row when he's when he's in that right middle attacking midfielder position that it just the creation wasn't coming there. Even when we're up a man, it wasn't happening. Yeah. I just again, and it's not so much for McKenney on his own, but my concern is when you have a midfield of Rabio and McKenney, you lack creation. Rabio, interesting enough, was creating some problems. Mm -hmm. But when Two. he creates problems, it doesn't necessarily do a whole lot for the others. It's like kind of like him, him on mm -hmm. his own and kind of doing his thing and rolling up there. He did set up uh, Keen. That has to be a goal. That came after we were up a man already. What we did at even strength needs to be increased. That's something I would be flipping out at. If I was Max and throwing my jacket around and tie, would be for shit like so that. Stupid. But Mad Max, going to be Mad Max. Some things never change. Old habits die hard. McKinney in no, the mid, don't. maybe as a Rabio sub. And I'd be, that would make some sense to me and whatnot. The other thing is, Miretti's hit and miss. But yesterday when he came on, I actually liked what he was doing. And he was doing something that Locatelli was struggling with tremendously. And that was reading the pressure. Had his head on a swivel. Second he got the ball, would release him, was finding the right progressions. Was very much involved. Got Vlaovic an opportunity based on his pressure on Milan's player trying to get it out of their zone. Miretti's going to be hit and miss. We can't bank on the young guys to be our saviors. 
but mm -hmm. we do have to still integrate guys like that. So I don't want to see the McKenney show here on out. You still have to mix it up. And that's what I'm saying in terms of our other positions. Wea on the right. Um, and I thought Wea did a good job yesterday. Kostic, Cambiasso, since we're not going to use Illing whatsoever, rotate these guys. And even at the back, Wild. rotate these guys. Keep it going. Keep it fresh. I don't think... Now, McKenney has been in. playing... McKinney has been playing well when he was playing on the wing. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because right Wea also well. plays well out there. But, so. yeah. And that's the thing. We're going to be short. What did I say? Max can be very predictable. Everybody said, this is what I would do in the middle of the pitch. I still think we need to tweak it. But I said, get ready for the same three-man midfield and enter McKinney. He's going to do it. He did it. That's, that's the way he sees it. That's how he's going to rock. But uh, at the end of the day, massive three points everybody okay huge don't care how they come you just nope. got to see a way through let's get vlaovic in the lineup let's get kiesa in the lineup fans are starting to get frustrated with these players and their injuries and uh getting them in there we need these guys and i think it's evident uh yesterday they create problems and they're there are handful for the other teams no discredit to milik and keen i thought milik did a good job yesterday but it was okay not a crazy impact i thought keen this was an interesting one would you have taken keen or millick off at that point when they made that substitution i didn't think keen should have left i would have left keen in there i thought he was doing well um vlaovic vlaovic plays from what i've seen vlaovic plays better with millick because millick does the dirty work like retreating back towards the center line, collecting the ball, like the, all the stuff that now Vlaovic, he was poor at it last year, but this season with his back to goal, you know, bringing the ball down, um, distributing it to the midfielders and then turning and running. He's been a lot better at that this year, a lot better, but Milik is much better than he is at it. Yeah. And I think it opens up more for Vlaovic when he plays with Milik, I think. Yeah. And Keen. Keen is doing everything well instead of scoring. But that's hey, it. His job is to score. We can't like a goalie's fickle. job is to stop fickle. it. Huge. You know, every... Huge shout out to Justin. Real quick. Sorry, Holy. Anthony. Gifted 10 AJC Whoa. memberships. Legend. Look at that. Look at that. that Everybody means. say what's up to uh, awesome. Justin. Proud member of the Baltimore official fan club also great great group out there but uh massive massive uh gesture there and we should mention that this is uh also should be a tribute to um ron Rasitano as ron yeah, Rasitano, and i'm guarantee you he was up top up above enjoying that one yesterday the one nil win against uh, mm -hmm. milan he was a legend for gifting memberships um around and uh massive massive uh massive massive friend of the channels great great guy uh we miss him about to be on fire so the whatsapp chat with the members uh-oh yeah have to get about a billion notifications all right now let's get into rest it in peace ronnie rest in peace ron miss you buddy miss the good laughs the good messages every day from that guy man 
Do you believe Samardzic comes in and carries on his Udinese form, or does he conform to our defensive safety-first approach? If it's a ladder, is there even a point in bringing him? All right, so Dells. There's a lot of questions there, Dells. The first one is no. Does, do you believe he comes in? No. Yes. Uh, do you believe he comes in in uh, January? Yes. Wow, interesting. We're bringing still, in a midfielder and an attacker. I don't and see I believe, Udinese giving him up. But again, and I know that today we're hearing, you know, that it's uh, Hoiberg still in there. But Romeo Gresti said there's absolutely zero indications he's getting. No, in no phone calls. Of, uh, in terms of uh, Hoiberg being a guy. I believe, and I've said this for a while now, it's going to be one of Sudikov or Samardzic. Obviously, I prefer Samardzic. I think the deal is just beauty too second part so we disagree on that i think he's coming okay so help me out here so i'm gonna need you to answer this because again why the hell would i watch udinese play <laughs> like i gotta cut the grass i got hedges to trim why the f would i watch udinese play where would this guy play now i've seen him play he he's came a midfielder in like he's gonna play where mckenny plays and he's gonna bring right he's, okay he plays in that same position i thought i thought he was more central when when he was playing with udinese but um, in terms of the middle of the part, not so much on the side, but. And you're right I... because of how he plays. So right. he's a creative force uh, and he'll get the ball. He could take it on the right and yeah, he'll cut in. He'll uh, almost play as a 10 sometimes because of his abilities and whatnot. And he's this season with them not having uh, De La Feo and a ton of injuries, they sold Beto in the summer. So Udinese has no goal scoring threat up from the no striker position. And it's been them in the ass. He's literally been creating anything and everything that they've been getting has been through Samardzic. So do I believe he carries on his form? Yes, because I just think he's got abilities that a guy like McKenney doesn't have. So mm -hmm. I think that, yes, he could bring that. Because Samardzic, he can dribble out of the midfield. He can get in there. He can create space. He can switch a ball from the midfield, from his spot, that McKenney's not going to switch that ball. He could cross one from anywhere into the mixer. McKenney's not going to do that other than when he's down the flank. And in deep, mm -hmm. then his crossing gets really good. Samardzic, can, he can pinpoint one from way back, just outside the circle. There, I think he still carries on his form. Yes. He still has to work defensively. All midfielders have to. So, yeah, I think he still has an effect. Is there a point in bringing him? Absolutely. Because as... 21 years old. If we were, if we were missing, uh, you know, uh, these guys in Fajoli and whatnot, Samardzic has the traits... Fajoli carries in terms of vision, in terms of ball uh, playing ability, in, in all that. And he could score. So, yeah, we're missing that. We've got no Pogba. We've got no Fajoli. I get it. We boosted Nonja up, and I'm happy for him. But these guys are not the saviors, guys. And even Meretti, he's not the savior. And we got to start looking elsewhere. Meretti plays the game completely different. Meretti's short passing and one-twos. Mm -hmm. Samardzic isn't like that. Samardzic can carry the ball, drive it forward, and then distribute. It's it's different. He's a good he's a good mix, Samardzic. And yes, his form will carry on, and we'll see it because he's coming in January. 
Now, I, the, the Vlaovic purchase. No, 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 I lost every bet <laughs> yesterday. The, uh, the we are losing Vlaovic, I don't really see that happening. But speaking of Vlaovic, you and I, I can remember when we did the show and we bought that son of a bitch. And we were like, unbelievable. So I will, I will never again say that anything's out of the realm of possibility in the January window. It's always, you know, a long Even the shot. Bremer one. But that was in, that was at the end of the season. I'm talking about like specifically January. A team like Udinese who needs this player to stay up. Why would they sell him? But then again, you want know, some money talks, baby. Money talks. They you throw a bunch of Chicotti at them. They might say, yeah, well, we need it. Well, yeah, going down to City, we're not gonna you're... get that money in City B. Are you gonna turn that season around? Are you are you banking on those guys enough? They lost Beto in the summer. It's like, are you gonna do enough to stay up? Do you take your money now? Take, take some deals now, now yeah. while they're on the table. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think Samardzic is is coming January, and I hope so because I think he'll he'll do great. Somebody is. We've that got the Jolie issue is a problem. Damn it. So, what's your opinion on the Illing Taram swap? So. What the hell happened to Ealing? We have no idea. Gonna, if it was going to happen, if it was going to happen, okay, which it isn't. But if Ealing could be sold or even swapped, whatnot, say he brings $20 million, that cuts the price down. The price that we were getting isn't even right. And I said the whole time, to Ram, I don't expect to be moved in January. And Romeo Gresti said the same Romeo thing. Romeo said that, yeah. He's not moving in the winter mercado. He's going to be there till season's end. Mm-hmm. At last season's end, Taram also was at 8 million pounds salary demands when Liverpool was the team trying to bring him in. And also the price tag apparently at that point was 60 million euros to purchase. I don't see... Taram maybe in the summer, okay? But if you wanted to use Ealing Jr. to bring the price down, I'm okay. Yes. I'm okay with it because something's going on and I would have to expect it's behind the scenes. Maybe he doesn't want to extend, whatever, but this guy can't get any minutes and I don't understand it, okay? But then that means we have Costage for another year. Which I'm okay because Cambiasso is over there as well. And the other thing with Illing Jr. is I've been saying this for a long time, everybody. We're not going to keep all of our young guns. It's not going to happen. You're just mm-hmm. not going to. And at the end Rovella. of the day, Juve's main goal should be to increase the quality on this roster. In doing so, it's not going to all be young players. There's going to be some experience that has to come in too. So with that being said, there's not going to be room for all of the young guys. Sule. I'm going to revert everyone's attention back to Sule, who is absolutely... Mm-hmm. Uh, putting in great shifts, match in, match mm-hmm. out with uh, Frozenone. This is why Miretti also needs a loan desperately to get his bearings about him in Holy the agree. league at some place that doesn't carry the pressure that Juve does and uh, get him going. And then let's see what happens. But Sule coming back, that gives us a little breathing room in terms of the forwards as well. He may not even be brought back. He may be extended by Juve as a posturing thing to sell. We don't know. But so, Sule could come back. Sule could come uh, back. Did we get, did we get another uh, Storm to Bar in there? I thought we did. Okay, no, but how many pieces, in your opinion, how many player purchases are we away from being legitimate? I'm not even going to talk about Europe because that's a whole different piece. Legitimate Scudetto contenders next season. 
how many how many player purchases the number that immediately pops in my head is three three players in the summer for next season that's right yeah at least three purchases a fullback a midfielder two midfielders we gotta wait we we yeah. know there's talks about rabio contract extension like all these things oh, are gonna yeah, kind of play into effect but you would think five three players? three or four for sure if you're i don't think it's five like alex p saying i don't think we're that far well if one of them's a freebie yeah maybe two or freeze who knows we got to wait and see everything but uh, a center back everybody this is why i say no scalvini that price tag come on no 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 if you bring mm-hmm. in a center back he's got to be experienced but gatti's just raking up the experience this season which is great Mm-hmm. Poison, who knows where he finishes off of the next year. Then he's 19 years old going into next year. Let's see what happens. Rugani, everybody. Rugani's getting a contract extension. Still mm-hmm. got Danilo around. Bremer. Ah, let's take it easy. Do we ever make a switch to the back four? That's a question we got. And to your point, you bring in a fullback. All of a sudden, maybe you make that shift. And then center backs, I think we're okay, to be honest. Yeah, I think but we're fine center back. We'll see. We'll see. Now, Berto, do you think Samardzic and Nikolusi will be the new incoming midfielders for the Winter Mercado or that Belgian section? Look, I think one midfielder is what we get. So if you want to consider the others, yeah, they'll be around. I mean, Medetti will still be around. Um, Nikolusi Caviglia might actually go out on loan in January, so we have to wait to see. Uh, Nonje, Nonje... I don't know if he's going to stick around. If we bring in a midfielder, though, then you've got Medetti as well. McKenney. Um, Yildiz has been hinted at being able to play in there as well for coverage mm-hmm. as an attacking mid. Man, we should do that anyways just to see it. But we'll see what happens. I think we we're only going to see one midfielder in the winter mercado. Okay, everybody, reminder, get those likes up. Get those likes up. Let's go. Andrew, great seeing you. Yes, after the win, big big win. Look, we still gotta get, uh, we still gotta get uh, our shit together in terms of play. We know mm-hmm. that yesterday, big big win. But Juve, we're capable of much more. Hopefully, it's down to those big guys, right? Chiesa, Vlaovic, etc. Next up, we've got uh, Verona. You look at the table uh, right now. This is uh, what we're uh, used to seeing. It takes me back to uh, the. Uh, glory days there when it was uh inter ac and juve always around the top there fiorentina napoli at 17 points okay so three points behind uh, juventus fiorentina of course playing empoli today which should be a route empoli scored one game or one goal all season so far in eight games so fiorentina should be going up to uh 20 points level with juve ac at 21 and uh inter merda 22 it's gonna be right down to the wire you guys mm-hmm. right down to the wire i don't uh expect anything to really change there salernitana and Cagliari playing to a 2-2 draw i thought this was going to be the weekend his birthday weekend ranieri was going to get sacked not the case managed to tie two winless teams still can't get a win and they're playing each other unbelievable um toilets you don't even know who he coaches <laughs> oh and come on man now, no idea. 
Bremer has been pretty good, bro. Why to sell him? Who has said yes. sell Bremer? Oh, right here. Do we sell Bremer? I've not been impressed with him since he arrived. Wow. Man. Wow. I, I'll just say I strongly disagree with that statement. Well, yeah, like, like elaborate. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've seen two. What hasn't been impressed? Okay, maybe not impressive, but what has been poor about his play? I've seen like two poor matches from Bremer, like poor matches. Uh, he should have had 10 matches. goals last year. But as far as uh, not being impressed, I can't say I feel the same way. I Yeah, I'll disagree I, with that one. I think he's, uh, I think he's solid. I think he's, he can shut down those target guys very, very well. Maybe In this is a question of, for like a general question. What do people want from their center backs? Like, what do you want? I could maybe agree with this. Maybe a little inconsistent. Okay. Okay. But as far as like not impressed, I, I don't think Selling so. I think him? I've been very impressed. Um, yeah. Bremer's the least of our worries. Good job, Andamesh. And Wing of Winter is saying agreed. Disappointing with Bremer since we lost to Napoli. Wow. Since okay. last January? I'm not feeling the disappointment in Bremer. And I mean, I'll be quite honest. The way I feel about Bremer is a lot different than that because for me, mm-hmm. Delict, we were paying, we were overpaying for what we were getting from Delict. I feel strongly about that statement. So Bremer coming in at less, for less, I've been happy. And I don't think Bremer is an issue whatsoever. Like whatsoever. Bremer um, is Bremer is a better center back than Delict. Or for me, it's not even close. I I just, yeah, I, can, I can't close. get on the same wavelength of being disappointed with Clayson Bremer. Now, has every game been stellar? No, no, no. There's been there's been hiccups, but so Vincenzo wants to hear it. Bremer versus Delic. Let's go. Um, I just Bremer. That that's how I feel. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. Delict when he came over, uh, and I love the guy. And I was yep, always rooting right. for him, and I think he put in some good shifts. But it's tough too because I'm—I felt a certain way about his character because he jumped at the first opportunity right when he was about to get handed the keys, you know. And mm-hmm. Bremer, yeah, there's a little bit of emotion there because you know, obviously, we stole him from Inter Merda, which makes it that much better. But amazing. I don't know. Bremer for me plays to his size a bit more and you know kind of like i i just i don't know his positioning is solid like i think he's okay i think he gets bit sometimes here and there but he reads the game i think a lot better than delic like usually in the right position delic makes great tackles great you know challenges and some are last ditch he's very good at but that's also a symbol that you're out of position and you've been, you know, like you've caught something. And mm-hmm. all those old school guys tell you all the time. Maldini was famous for it. If I have to slide, I've made a mistake. Uh, Bremer, more often than not, is in the right spot. Uh, I Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's a comment here. The Wings of Winter. Uh, where did he put it? Somebody mentioned something about... Uh, shit, where did it go? Not being our the type of center backs that we used to have. Where did it go? And this is a fair statement too. 
that Bremer might be more suited for three back and Delict more for four. Sure, but I think, and I've talked about this a lot. It's about the pairings. If you're gonna play a back four, your two CBs need to make sense to one another. And for me, a lot of the people that are making the shout, Bremer and Gatti, they don't complement each other in a two-man pairing as center backs. For me, they don't. I could be wrong until we see it or whatnot, but you need like a ball player and you need a physical guy. You need a general there that could play the ball, control the ball, that also dictates what that physical brute does. And we kind of used to have that before, but we'll see. Bremer is yeah, better I, than Delict, of course, but not like our center backs in the past. Like, you know what's interesting? So my thing with this is I we got to stop looking at who we had eight years ago. Like we got it. We got, you got to look for, this is who we have now. Like Alex people, people saying why like Maretti's, you know, comparing him to Marquisio. What are we doing here? What are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you can't what's compare, funny. You can't compare these players. Just Bremer is who he is and look at his partners. He doesn't have the same partners that, you know, Kalini had like comparing players now to the legends that we've had. I don't see that being, advantageous at all for your mental health you're just going to make yourself frustrated doing that so what's interesting is Kellini obviously was with the vancouver fan club on friday there and they got a chance to sit down and talk to him and i was asking these guys yesterday uh what did you talk about with Kellini? like tell me about your conversation the one goes well i just was talking to him about the bbc and just how incredible it was watching them and everything and Kellini's mm-hmm. immediate uh, reaction uh, was this, and he's so humble. He's such a nice guy, but he said, we were okay defenders. He's like, we were good defenders, like himself, Bonucci, Barzali. But he says, we were incredible because of Buffon, Gianluigi Buffon and whatnot. So this is like Kellini himself saying that they're just okay defenders. And obviously, he's uh, full of shit because he's spectacular, and he was still great even after uh, could, the days of you uh, could make the argument that You could make the argument that Buffon was good because of those three. It's uh one. Well, I don't think he could do that. Buffon. He helped. Beast. Yeah, but those three helped a lot more than you know people give them credit for. They're all gonna throw the thing around at them, but guys, like these guys are like a different breed, man, a different cut, mm-hmm. and it's like we we can't keep comparing these guys there. Mm-hmm. But um, Buffon was an absolute beast, and all these for guys sure. like Barzali. Barzali, you can maybe say that he was great because of the group, but I think that's just because he he came to us for nothing. He was like this kind of just this guy that was moving around, but all these guys pick him as one of their best in their top 11s that's, and stuff like that. that. But like, yep. He was they good. Kellini for me was the best out of the three. In my personal opinion, Kellini was the best out of the three. I would agree with that. Buffon is an absolute freak show and always has mm-hmm. been. And just... It makes no difference who the hell's on the pitch. The guy's a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he's just he's a freak show. So, Ant, I gotta strongly disagree with the point that those guys made Buffon. I didn't say that. I said those three did a lot, helped out a lot more than people want to give him credit for. Buff- okay. Buffon is a legend, of course. Yeah, they helped, but, but like, but them saying like Buffon did all by himself. Stop it. Like Kellini's point, you're saying. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Killini's just being a nice guy and super humble and whatnot. But like, yeah. And Alex be saying, "I will fight people for disrespecting Barzali." Barzali's a be. That's one of the they kits. They all pick him. 
that's one of the kits I've always wanted to get. And yeah, that is interesting, right? So Mirko Di Natale, Romeo Agresti, all these guys are pick. They pick Barzadli. Yeah, uh, top eleven yep. instantly in there. It's it's very very interesting. And now uh, we're saying exactly what Kielo said. We used to play as a unit. Bremer can't do that. Danilo Gatti are better in chemistry. Why can't Bremer play with? I don't understand how he doesn't have chemistry as a defensive unit with them. I, the three, I, I'm not getting Brazilians that. We've only play, conceded okay. six goals. Inter has conceded five. Um, we had the one game where four of those goals were scored, you guys. Mm-hmm. That means in eight games, we've allowed we've conceded twice. I'm okay, failing to sheet. see that the back Power line sticks. is a problem, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, our problem is... the other end. Yeah. Our problem is not defense. Like, I, I'm not understanding this this battle for defensive issues. I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's literally what we're doing in the midfield that affects the attack. And I'm going to die on that hill. We need some help in the midfield, but not just help in terms of personnel. It's not just personnel. It's how these guys are used. It's shape, it's setup, it's everything. But yesterday against Milan, any way it comes, you guys, we take it. Okay, mm-hmm. big, big three points there. <clears throat> Had a couple Milan fans in there at the watch party yesterday, but they were really quiet. And luckily, we made them even more quiet. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Okay, beautiful stuff. It's, t- I take, you know, call me petty, call me whatever you want, but I take great pleasure in watching them have to watch us celebrate the Locatelli goal. Okay, absolute beauty because the place was rocking. But uh, we'll get to a couple more questions as we wrap things up. We've got about yeah. another five minutes. Here. Should Kostic stay on the bench? Well, we talked about this earlier. I just want to rotate. Just rotate. Yeah. What happened to Ealing? Does he? Man. Some, some venereal disease or something. I don't think he's going to be staying. I think weird. it's clear. And it's It's really weird. Yeah. But it's not even helping the sale value. So you're going to sell this guy. It's like. <laughs> You're not, not showcasing the them whatsoever. Nope. Unless I they have can't... cameras on the training field, but yeah, I can't. Uh, no. I can't uh, understand it. Cambiaso did look very good, but this is what I was talking about in terms of rotation because Cambiaso had some poor showings in that uh, middle two where Costage started to look like he was getting back into it, but Costage yeah. only had one good showing too. So it's been that spot is cursed. It's open for the taking, so rotate them. Rotate them. And I wouldn't hesitate to make a switch at halftime if it's not going the way it needs to, but we'll see what happens. Everybody's got mixed feelings. Um, I put a couple fans on the spot yesterday and saying, hey, is Juve winning the Scudetto? Are they doing it? And everybody's like, we feel like it can happen. Everybody says the same thing. Yes, they can sir. do it. They can do it. Sure, mm-hmm. we can. But it's games like that where you get the three points, but... Have we really answered many questions in the performances? No. no. And that's kind of the thing, right? It's still kind of unconvincing. And the thing is here, though, Milan, and I said this on the preview show yesterday, they're still kind of unconvincing. They were top of the table where us playing. I said, they don't convince me. And if we want to look at Inter, I'm not convinced by Inter either. Like, I think Inter's going to have drops across the 
yep. across the road as well too. So I think we're in for what I called in the summer, a tight race right down to the bitter end. I don't know how, and I don't care how ultimately, if it is shit housing, I don't care. I'll take it any way we can get it. But I think we're going to be into this one uh, right down to the bitter end. Hopefully, we get some recruitments in January. But need it, you know, tactically and everything. Again, some feel defense is out of. So I don't feel that way at all. It's like talking about our goalkeeper issue. We don't have an issue at goalkeeper. We have two starting goalkeepers. Let's the other sort end sort out what happens up front, <laughs> and maybe just maybe. We just can't get away from the fact that we rely on Chiesa and Vlaovic. Those guys were two mm-hmm. main, main sources of our goals before they had those injuries and everything. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to get these guys back. Hopefully keep uh, the train rolling. Hopefully these other guys uh, slip up. So round of 10 for Syria. as far as the clubs we need to watch obviously we're gonna face uh verona inter is gonna play roma and napoli is gonna play ac milan so get ready for a weekend in round 10 that could also change the outlooks and change the feelings around the club because after verona i believe juve is gonna face uh is fiorentina. that it's fiorentina and then cagliari mm-hmm. and right around that time we should be getting danilo back so it's going to be interesting, but great positive showing yesterday from Hoysen. Rugani keeps the run up, and Locatelli finally getting a goal contribution again. And Tech with a massive, massive save to keep this team from going 1-0 down, okay? Because we don't want to play from behind. That's another question that follows this Juve team that we don't even want to find out about, okay? Oh, what so, a those one. are all the positives. We take those into the weekend against Verona. We'll be back for the match day live. I'll be doing a watch along. Okay, had to miss the watch along yesterday because I went and joined uh, Vancouver. But again, these clubs are awesome. Can't stress enough. Show some support. Join the one closest to you. And from the club, I got to share this with everybody because it does affect you, okay? And a massive, massive thank you to uh, James. Again, got married. Congratulations. But... This guy's a legend, okay? So he got one personalized for me, for Alberto from Giorgio, oh, one for my photo. father, all right? Big, big thank you. But I got a couple extras, okay? Got a couple extras here. Oh, mm-hmm. got a couple extras signed from the man himself. These are going to be given away with our King Kong t-shirts to two lucky subscribers, you are going to find out. I'm going to subscribe. How do I do that? You, <laughs> you are going to find out how you can get your hands on uh, a couple of these 8x10s right. with a King Kong tee. All right. So there you go. Pretty cool. Uh, you know, I uh, asked and I couldn't believe with a packed house, like 50 people in this room um, in this hotel where he was staying at LAFC playing Whitecaps. I really appreciate James taking the time to do that and making sure he signed everything. And yeah, you guys keep your eyes peeled for this giveaway. It's going to be cool. Two King Kong shirts and uh, the signed 8x10s from the man himself. All right. Pace to subscribe. Share the content. Let's go. And any closing 
words before we sign off on this one? No, I just got a burp, but I'll just wait till after the show to deal with that. Jesus. All right. <laughs> chippers. No, he can't have chippers. He loves them, but he just can't have them. So. Too much salt. All right, everybody. Daily updates coming. Keep your eyes peeled for the giveaway. Okay. And there's kits. The kits giveaways start off so right many around kits this to weekend's match. Okay. We got a lot of giveaways <laughs> coming up. This is the channel to be at. Like the video, subscribe, share the content. Big, big win. Yeah, we still want more, but hey, take the three points any way you can get them. I would mm-hmm. rather win ugly than not win at all, right? Mm-hmm. A win is a win. Take it. Take it. Kiesa, Vlaovic, get your asses back in that 11, okay? Get your asses back in there. We need you. As always, fino alla fine. Forza Juve. I'll see you on the daily updates and then we'll be rocking the next match week. Take care, everybody. Ciao. Yeah.